Sean Felzani, co-founder and chief product officer at Lula. I'm Sudhir Reddy, head of engineering at Esper, as well as the host of this show. There's a device for that. Have you ever wanted to order something from your local convenience store and were just either too lazy or too busy to go do the thing and your errands are not getting done? Or are you a convenience store owner who knew that your business can expand huge by just being able to deliver things to your customers when they ordered online? Well, Lula Convenience is the place to do that and they have a device for that. I want to welcome Tom Felzani, the Chief Product Officer of Lula Convenience, to this show. Welcome, Tom. It's a really exciting to have you here. And to boot, you're an Esper customer, so we'll get into that in just a minute. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into what Lula does and uh, how you're involved with that and the innovations you have, let's talk a little bit about yourself. So you were saying about your history with how you were in the convenience stores uh, involved with that and stuff. So. Yeah, so I was mentioning the experience came from working with Ada's parents. They owned their their convenience store, and so I was always helping out there. And of course, Ada was as well. Kind of had to being their son. <laughs> um, he had no choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, brief history, working at a larger chain uh, during high school, I was a customer service associate at the cash register at, at Wawa. I don't know if that name rings a bell, but huge convenience store on the East Coast has over, I think, over 400 locations now. Grew rapidly. I think, you know, just almost a decade ago when I was working there in high school, they, they maybe half that. But they started out of Pennsylvania, started sprouting out to Jersey, down to Virginia. And now I think they're coming down to, well, they're already in Florida. And I think they're, they're making their way out west. So would not be surprised if I hear or see in the news of Wawa popping up in I believe you guys are in Washington is that right we're in Seattle yeah cool yeah yeah so you might see one soon they're growing fast yeah so I definitely have experience being in the environment it can get chaotic at times during rush hour and you're at the cash register and then the next minute you're back at the coffee next minute you're making hoagies next minute you're stocked in the fridge so huge kudos to to all of the you know convenience store operators and people within the store I know how how difficult it can be, but also rewarding. It's always really fun yeah. to, to work in that environment. Yeah, I go to my local convenience store regularly and I become friends with those folks there. And it's awesome to see how hard they work and, and how much stuff they get done. Yeah. They're everywhere. That's what's great. Now that you mentioned that about convenience stores, like you always get the local people coming in and like it almost feels like a family, you know, you, you always got the same person making the coffee or behind the register in the morning. And so you can you can build that relationship. Um, whereas like going to Walmart, you're likely going to see a new cash cashier every time you go in. And we empower stores, specifically convenience stores, to get their inventory online and in, increase their revenue and have another channel to make money and help their, their customers get their convenience items delivered to them. Awesome. Thank you. Well, what's your favorite gadget these days? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I got to say recently it's been... Uh, you can see I'm standing up here, my standing desk. You know, I figured I always put a lot of thought into like whenever I'm buying a new tech gadget, my day-to-day -day activity and like where I spend a lot of my time. And I was like, well, I spend a lot of time at my desk. Maybe I should stand a bit too. <laughs> so I splurged a bit and got the the electric one. Uh, so I don't have to 
do a little workout to lift it up. So it's just a push of a button goes up and down and I use it every day. You know, that's, as of lately, the, the big one. That's amazing because you don't even think of desks and I have a standing desk and I'm standing here myself today. You don't think of them as gadgets, but they are. They have yeah. electronics on them. They probably have an operating system. Hopefully Android and Esper can control them, but they have all of the modern stuff built into them. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for the uh, you know, the Alexa integration where I can I can just ask it to to go up and down. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that soon, I'm sure. How about in your history? What got you excited about technology in your early days? You know, I grew up playing a lot of video games. Didn't make my parents proud, but I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, at a young age introduced to tech really through like video games. I had an Xbox. I spent a lot of time on that, playing a lot of like sports games, NHL, Madden, were some of my favorites. But um, that and also the early days of MP3, really at the starting point of when the original iPod was coming out. And before they dominated the market, there was also other MP3 players, as you guys probably remember. So I also had, before I got an iPod, I had just like one of those, like I think it was like Sony or something, one of the generic MP3 players. You know, got to love that Napster, right? I used to be a Napster user back in the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as the iPods came out, I was one of the first to buy them. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I just caught the tail end of that Napster era and you know, those, those pre-iPod days. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Cool. So tell me, how did you get into, I know the, you have a history with convenience stores, so I'm curious about how you brought solving a convenience store problem with technology and how you're thinking about that whole landscape. Yeah. So when Ada and I first started, it was actually right as the pandemic had started back in 2020. We were, you know, working with his parents and unfortunately foot traffic came to a halt. And so we were trying to figure out using technology, figure out how we could start getting their items to move again during that time. And so we 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 looked to e-commerce platforms, we looked to different tools, different products, and ultimately we found out there wasn't a quick, easy solution. And so I don't I have a you know technical background, it's what we studied in college, and you know, we we built some some apps together and some other companies together. So we put our minds together and built the first version of Lula. Not the best version, <laughs> but our team has built a much superior product nowadays. But um, at the time it, it worked. And essentially as simple as it is, we took their inventory and got it up online and connected to all the major delivery service providers, Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, because we knew having the problem firsthand, we knew how hard it was to get every single item inside a store and you can imagine there's two to three thousand products right how do you get every single one of them up onto the platform with a good title with the correct pricing with a stock product image a lot of these community stores don't have that ready so imagine doing that for three different platforms for three thousand items one by one it just took a really long time and knowing these uh, as i was talking about before these uh c store at a corporate level and at a store level, you know, they're very busy dealing with in-store customers or helping in-store customers. Uh, and they don't have time to do that. So we made it super easy for them, built our Lula store platform for them to connect to their POS system and then connect to the delivery service provider. So that's really where we saw the tech being a huge help here and making that happen. 
That's awesome. I, I want to pick up on something you said earlier, because uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs out there and the entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast can also gain from this is you built a product that wasn't perfect, but it did the job and it got you to where you were. So a lot of times people get stuck with, I need to build the perfect product and make it go to market and do all of that. But simple and functional, good enough is good enough. And you move from there and you grow bigger and bigger from there. That's great. So tell me a little bit about your technology landscape. What do you provide to convenience stores? What does a consumer have to do to use the product? Yeah, what we provide to the convenience store is what we call welcome kit. And within the welcome kit, we provide a few things. There's some uh, one pagers in there and, and guides on how to use our platform, make sure they're using it to the best ability. And we also ship out a tablet within the welcome kit as well that comes preloaded with our Lula Store platform, thanks to Esper, it does a really great job and it's optional, but we can also provide a printer to them. So whenever an order comes through the Lula Store platform, it connects directly to the tablet and it'll print out a slip with all the order details and the C-Store operator will uh, oftentimes use that as a way to walk around the store and pick and pack. They can just look at the slip, see what items are in that order. And they can also staple it to the bag. So when the driver comes in, they can see you know who the order's for. So yeah, that, that's basically, you know, we don't want to overcomplicate it at a very base level. It's just, you know, those two pieces of tech hardware. And then from a shopper endpoint or consumer endpoint, it's very simple. You know, we're, we were very conscious of not wanting to have people who wanted to order convenience items download another app. Most folks in the U.S. here have apps already installed, such as DoorDash, GrubHub, or Uber on their phones. And so we don't want to make them download another one, take up space. Uh, have to buy some more iCloud storage. But yeah, they, they would just simply go on any of those apps. And there's a couple ways they can, you know, find these stores. One is being, you know, typing in as simple as typing in like Coca-Cola or Lay's chips or Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And one of the stores who's using Lula will pop up on that platform or they can type the store's name directly in, into there or go to the convenience store section on those apps and any uh, store that has signed up through Lula will show there and then they can just you know order stuff as they would with any other location on those apps. Um, so we make it very simple. We don't really want to interrupt the customer behavior that already exists within these apps and having to download another app. It's, it's very simple. That sounds great. And uh, yeah, making it easy for consumers to use your product and it just shows up in the apps they have is, is I think, a key to adoption, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you provide this tablet and this uh, printer to your convenience store owners. How does that all come about? So you prepare these tablets in a warehouse and uh, you ship. So tell me a little bit about that process. What do you, what what does that do there? Yeah, it's actually evolved quite a bit over time since we started using Esper. We actually found out about Esper doing our own research. Good old handy dandy Google search skills. We just searched, you know, how how do we manage a device fleet when, you know, shipping out a tablet and wanting to have our, our platform on there. Um, it's probably much shorter than that, whatever we searched, but it was along those lines. Yeah, we, we stumbled upon Esper and signed up. And at the very start, the procedure and process was Audit and I plugging each and every single device that we shipped to our house into our laptops and using the Esper platform that you can download and provision devices. And so we were originally doing that, you know, that obviously took a lot of time. We were aware of the other like methods, six tap and, and seamless, but 
just to to get our foot off the ground and try it out that's that's how we started and then uh, as you can imagine not too long after we started to talk with the warehouse we work with nlrp they're based in chicago really awesome team there we we actually are talking to them daily of how to optimize procedures and uh we started shipping tablets and all of our other things there as well such as the the welcome kit packaging and and printer but for specifically for the tablet we worked with NLRP to then do the six tap method. We provided them the QR code and they would quickly open up the box, scan it, put it back in so that it's it's preloaded, right? And then they, they ship it out to the store upon our request and everything's there and ready to go. Now it's kind of a more of hybrid. So we still do a six tap here and there whenever a merchant requests to actually have their Wi-Fi access point added prior to it getting shipped. So when we're working with a lot of corporate stores, they'll, they'll request to have that information within the tablet prior to it getting to the store. And so we'll use 6TAP for that. But in other cases, we've now been starting to use seamless provisioning. So starting with the, the reseller, uh, we work with CDW and they've been really awesome providing the tablets. So we'll buy them in bulk from there. We specifically use Samsung A7 Lite tablets right now, considering some other options. But right now we're using that and we get that shipped to NLRP and CDW helps hooks us up with working with Samsung and getting it into their Knox portal. And then that's where we connect Esper. And so that when it gets to the store, it's it's loading everything there. But again, it's it's you know, in some cases we're still using six tap. And then in other cases, we'll just go with seamless provisioning. Great. Yeah. That's a very detailed explanation of what you do. And it's so fascinating on you're using some of the power features of the product and you're using some of the cool things which make it very seamless. And for the listener, what Tom's describing is really around how you take a device that comes out of a factory, whether it's from Samsung or another vendor, and take that and prepare it to make it ready for delivery to the convenience store. And oftentimes, for folks such as Lula use a third-party logistics provider to do that, where they will open up the box and put Esper on it and then bring it to what we call desired state, where the app is running on the thing, the Wi-Fi settings are set to the right settings, etc., and then ship that directly to the convenience store, where it never actually even touches Lula's premises in any way. It's all done direct to the end where the customer needs that. And we at Esper actually are doing a lot of work to optimize that whole experience because all of these cost time. Anytime you provision a device, which is what I just described, it takes time. And obviously for Lula, you're you're paying by the hour to these third-party logistics companies. So the more we can optimize that, the more we can enable you to go do your innovation on that. So as you used Esper, what would you have done if you hadn't found Esper? What was your path, if you will, if a tool like Esper didn't exist for you? Mm. Probably would have been pretty tough to get the product out there and uh, and deployed. You know, this is something we're passionate about and wanted to get it out quickly. And so we wanted to find the quickest way to deploy it. You know, when launching an app on, on an app store, there's a lot of procedures and things you have to go through to, to get it approved and, and active. And so we saw it as a not a workaround, but not really it being necessary in our case to do that. Not to say we we won't eventually do that, but as of right now, it's, it's just been a lot more efficient and timely to launch our app through Esper. Thank you for that. So tell me about where do you see, what are you excited for this year as you go through 
the product lifecycle and what you're looking to build out in your product. Yeah, I'm most excited about working with these incredible chains in the industry. I mean, I, I mentioned you know working at Wawa is a huge chain, and working with these types of companies in the same caliber as Wawa has been a really awesome experience. And that's actually been a really big focus of Lula's lately is not only helping independent store merchants, and that's really where the company started, but now we're also working with larger corporate, corporate held and franchised convenience store chains as well. And so we have a lot of exciting announcements of some of these chains that we're working with coming up this year. And again, it's, it's just been a really fun time working with them and, and getting them set up and uh, having them be successful. In addition to that, also really excited about working with the technology and partners that are already existing in the convenience store space. So as I was talking about earlier, you know, we're integrated with a lot of the major POS platforms out there, Gilbarco in talks with NCR and also working with, with PDI Technologies, who is a very prominent and, and big POS and back office tool for the convenience store space. And it's it's been super exciting and fun to integrate with their platforms, work with them, you know, and actually even like experiment new things. How can we work together to empower these stores to make their lives easier? So that, that's really how Lula, you know, envisions things is like working along with a lot of the technology that already exists in the store. And at the end of the day, you know, the, all the partners are, are helping the convenience store and making their lives easier. So that's, that's been really exciting to, to see that evolve. And we'll also have some more announcements coming this year about other partners we're working with and, and getting integrated Ooh, I with. can't wait to hear those. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. From a technology perspective, what are your innovations that you're looking to build into your platform over the next year? What does your roadmap look like? Whatever you can reveal to us yeah, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. I mean, really, as I mentioned, working really closely with a lot of the chains now. And so... Uh, one of our core values is actually customer obsession. And so we're constantly, constantly, constantly getting feedback from these chains and, and single single store operators as well, you know, what, what we should be building next. And a lot of those requests have been in the realm of reporting, helping them with on the financial side of things uh, when it comes to calculating the tax and what their payout is from each platform. And, you know, also better insight to how stores are operating, whether it's a single store operator or if you're a corporately held chain store, you know, how, how do you have insight to how those stores are operating on our platform? And so we're, we're starting to build those, those features out and, and roll them out over the next couple of months. So that's, that's been a really big focus, but again, it all boils down to what do the C stores need? What do our customers need? And so we've, we've been really proud and passionate about, you know, making sure we get that out. Cool. So, Tom, in a, in a market such as this, who are your end customers? Are they a convenience store or are they corporates or are they franchisees? How does that whole model work? You know, it's actually all the above. We'll work with a single store operator. If you're, you know, a one man band and have your own convenience store, you can quickly sign up for Lula and start using our platform. But we also work with larger chains and again some are corporately held and some are franchised but at the end of the day we're providing a simple solution to get your items online and so we welcome all convenience stores to the lula platform and to use our product 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really not like focused towards any specific segment. We want to make sure that Great. the the convenience store industry, anyone, is able to use it. Just to share some data, there's, there's 150,000 convenience stores just in the U.S. and not even talking nationally. And so, we want to make sure that one day every every one of those can can use the Lula platform. Cool. And so, geographically, where are your uh, customers? Are they all within the U.S.? And within the U.S., are they specific areas, or they're just all over the place? What's been really great working with DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber is they're already across the United States. And so, we're not really limited to to any specific geographical region. We operate in over forty states, and we have stores on the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. And right now, we're just focused in the U.S. But you know, as we think about the future, there's certainly opportunity to expand Canada overseas. There's a lot of similar delivery companies, actually partners with DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats, or owned by them, that are in in different countries. So definitely huge potential and possibility to to expand outside the U.S. But as of this year, just focusing on the U.S. Cool. So as chief product officer of a company, of a startup, uh, I'm very passionate about the subject myself because I'm in a similar role, is what are some of the challenges you see in the market? How do you, you know, in terms of getting your input from your customers, in terms of figuring out how to prioritize them into your roadmaps and things, uh, give us your thoughts around that. There's two ways, right? As I mentioned, like one of the core values at Lula is customer obsession. And basically every department at Lula is, is speaking to our customers on a daily basis. Definitely heavier communication on the customer success side and onboarding team side, but we encourage everyone from our engineering team to our product team to our marketing team, even C-suite level and managers to speak to these stores and get feedback on our product. And not is, is there anything that they're going throughout their day that they're working on that we can help them through our product? Is there anything we can do to improve our product? Is What are you liking about it? Uh, what are you not liking about it? And we like to be very candid and, and open and they've been great sharing candid feedback. And so we're, we're very passionate about that is like that customer obsession and listening to them. But we also have a very, very talented team and you know they're testing out the product day to day and they they see it from a different perspective. And so we actually are very vocal internally as well. You know, what what should we be working on prioritizing? You know, what, what's the next cool thing we can build for these convenience store owners and chains and single store operators that would make their lives easier? And so we do a lot of brainstorming. We do a lot of testing with the convenience store customers. So yeah, it's really those those two pieces is first, you know, listening to the customer and then uh, doing a lot of activities internally to to see what else we can come up with. Cool. And what is, if anything, your one mantra that you keep pounding into your team or keep repeating to your team that they should go by? Well, besides customer obsession, it's we like to what we call fail fast, try things out, get scrappy so that we can move quickly. And again, at the end of the day, we want to empower these stores. We want to help them. And so we need to move quickly to, to make sure that happens. And again, going back to customer obsession, uh, like we want to do that. And so like we've built that kind of culture to it's okay to fail and try things out because that's how you learn. That's how you build new things. Um, like I said, when Audit and I first started, it wasn't the best product, but it worked. And uh, now it's a really awesome product. And I can't take credit for that with the, the product and engineering team. And 
really everyone involved in customer success very supportive. They've they've built a really awesome product that the stores are using today. Yeah, awesome. It's always so important to remember that experimenting and failing fast is so important in a startup or in any organization for that matter. That's how you learn. That's how you know what works and what doesn't, et cetera. So great. So if people wanted to find out about Lula, they've heard about all the great things you all do, where would they go and how would they go about reaching out to you all? Yeah, I always always welcome folks to connect with me on LinkedIn. Ada and I are very involved with the, the community, so we always uh, enjoy chatting there. But if you want to get started with Lula, can go to lulaconvenience.com and sign up right there uh, in our Get Started page. And, you know, we have an offering, again, for, for every type of convenience store out there, whether you're a single store, more enterprise, we have an option for you. And uh, we even have a self-serve option if you want to start using the platform even even more quickly. You can use the self-serve option to get started. So, yeah, that, that's the quickest way to start delivering to customers if you're a convenience store. That's great. Tom Falzani, thank you so much for telling us about Lula and uh, telling us about uh, how Esper enables and empowers you to do the things that you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Been a great time and honored to be a guest and a continued customer of Esper. Honor is ours. Thank you. This is There's a Device for That, and you can get a new episode every Tuesday. Please be sure to subscribe. There's a device for that is brought to you by Esper, the industry's first and leading DevOps platform for device fleets. If you're interested in learning more about how Esper can help you better manage your device fleet, reach out. Go to esper.io or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at esperdev at E-S-P-E-R-D-E-V. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Oh, there's a device for that.